All right, good morning. Welcome once again. Glad you could be here. And uh, we're looking at our, our third installment of this series that we've been looking at about troubleshooting God and how we can look and see what's wrong when our prayers seem to be delayed or unanswered, unheard, or having any kind of issues. Uh, just a little recap, if you've missed the first two episodes, strongly recommend you go back and pick them up and, and uh, look at them. This has been a very popular series. We've seen a high number of, of people listening to it, so I'm happy for that, and I thank you for, for listening and, and getting into the, the Word of God with me. And uh, so troubleshooting is when we have an issue. So we look at some of the common things that might be a problem so we can know where to look to where to fix. And we know that it's always a problem on our end, not with God. God's never the issue. It's always us. It's something we got to do differently. And uh, we've looked at some different things. We've looked about a lack of faith. We've looked about a lack of not believing God can do what he can do. We've looked about not being covered by the blood of Jesus, having salvation to be able to go to God. We've uh, looked at uh, the need, the nature of our wants. Are they in the will of God? We've looked at troubled relationships. We've looked at harboring sin. And uh, of course, there's, there's many more things. And to finish up this week, we're going to look at things that deal with the time, timing, and um, what God has for us. So let's just stop right there and have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to get into your word today. Father, we ask you to open our hearts and minds to receive it, Lord. Lord, I ask that you take myself out of the way and let your true message shine through us. In the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. All right, so we always have a, a problem with time because... One thing is we don't understand how important it is because it's a limited commodity. We can't get it back. And we tend to waste a lot of it. And with God, he doesn't fit into our earthly idea of what time is. He's not driven by what the clock says, what the calendar says, what the seasons are. The rotation of the earth or any of that. God's got his own time. And God is limitless and endless. And many times we find ourselves waiting. Isaiah 40 and 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. We've talked about the different times, the different things that we can get from when we're waiting on something to happen. You know, in, in our earthly body, being of the world, we want things quickly. We like fast food. You know, you go through a drive-thru, you ask what you want within a couple minutes. Ideally, it's supposed to pop out the window at the other end. We want high-speed connections, data connections. We want our our TV systems now. Remember how hard it used to be? You actually had to go somewhere to a movie theater or you had to go and rent a DVD. You had to put it into a And now all we have to do is literally talk to our remote control and it'll pop up on our screen, whatever we want to watch. We can do it from right from the country of our home. It's instant. Everything's getting faster and faster and faster. And we expect God to bend 
to that will too. And of course, there are times that God will work instantly. There are times that we will, the next day, the problem will be solved. And that's great when it's needed. And that's what we want. And the reason is, is because how we do during this time of waiting. Because we'll sit there and we will let our feelings dictate us. We don't want to wait because we have to be uncomfortable the whole time we're waiting. We're in fear. We're in worry. We're in doubt. And we just want it to be over and done with and behind us. But see, God knows what's better for us. And if we can go through these times with the peace of God covering us, that is, we have faith beyond faith. We know that God is going to do what he says he's going to do, that he hears and answers our prayers. And we have absolute conviction that our prayers are going to be answered. We don't have to worry about it. Whether it takes days, whether it takes months, whether it takes years, if we have that strong faith, we know that's going to be taken care of. And we don't have to be in fear. We don't have to be in doubt. We don't have to let it consume us, which we do so many times. And see, this time that we wait upon the Lord is going to, one of two things is going to happen. We're either going to crumble under the pressure. We're going to lose faith. We're going to regress. And then what's going to happen because we fell out of faith, we've blocked our own miracle. We've blocked the kingdom of heaven from coming down and helping us because we fell out of faith. We've done it to ourselves. Or we're going to keep reminding ourselves how good God is. We're going to keep digging into the word and we're going to build up our faith. Faith comes from hearing and reading of the word. We're going to build up our faith and we're going to become stronger. We're going to look back on times that God has seen us through and we're going to maintain our faith. And we're going to rebuke Satan. And we're going to wait it out till God comes through for us. And then we're going to receive our miracle. We're going to receive our answer prayer. And we're going to be stronger. And we're going to be better. We're going to have more faith. We are going to be stronger. You know, every time that we encounter things in life, it builds us up because we've been through this. So the next big thing don't seem quite as big. Or we've been through it before. So when you go through it again, it's no big deal. Been there, done that. That's the kind of things we get from going through things. And as I was uh, sitting there this morning, we was listening to the music service here and uh, God kind of added a little something for this there. You know, when we're in this world, where we're at right now, no matter what our status is, no matter where we are, we can be a celebrity, we can be a millionaire, we can be a nobody, it, can, it doesn't matter what our status is. You're not going to be happy all the time. This, we're in a sinful world. There are going to be things that come against us no matter who we are or what we do or what our status is. There's things that don't make us immune from becoming sick, becoming unhappy, becoming depressed, people coming against us, no matter what we are. So 
So many times we look for our circumstances to improve, or we look for things that we can bring into our lives to make things better, or we look for people that we can bring into our lives to make things better. But that doesn't fix everything. The only thing that can give us true happiness, the only thing that can give us true peace, is God. Having a relationship with God, being covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Those are the only things that can truly make you happy, that can truly put you at peace. And we see these examples that we've talked about earlier in this study. We talked about Paul. We talked about Peter, how they were locked away, have all these things come against them, and yet they're still within peace. They're still singing praises unto the Lord. Because all these things of this world doesn't matter. And we can't take and make this world perfect. That's what the, the next step's all about. That's what heaven's about. That's what eternity's about. That's our goal. That's our prize. This is a journey to get there. So the next thing we need to look at is Psalms 84 and 11. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart. Fear thy name. See, one thing that God is looking for while we are waiting for him is our obedience. He's looking at the condition of our hearts. He's looking at who we are. He's also looking at who are we to become. How are we acting while we're waiting upon him? Are we depressed? Are we disgruntled? Are we angry? Are we good stewards of what he's given us? Are we appreciative of what we have? Are we using it wisely? Because if we can't answer positively to these questions, then what makes us think that God's going to give us more? Why would God give us more if we're not happy with what we have. We're not doing a good job with it. Why would God give us more if we're not appreciative of what we have? And you know, we have faced so many challenges. But, and it may sound cliche, and it may be one of these things that just kind of puts you on edge because you hear it so much, and it seems like it's such a hard thing to do. I know, I've been there. I used to always dislike the phrase, well, it always could be worse. And the reason I did was because of my personal feelings, because I wanted to feel mistreated and depressed, and I wanted to have a little bit of a pity party. And you can't do that when you're looking on the sides of positivity. So we want to go back in that little negative zone, and we want to get all disgruntled, and we want to get all wrapped up in our feelings and just have us a good old waller in that pity potty pond. But the thing is, it always can be worse. We say things like, look on the bright side. Look at the positive. And these are things that we need to do. Because when we go to that default negative stage, it does nothing for us. It does nothing to build our faith. It does nothing to uplift our spirits. It doesn't strengthen our relationship with God. It does all of the opposite. We have to look on the good gifts. 
this morning we was having a challenge with the, the twin boys. You know, both of them are autistic and one was having a really bad morning. But you know what? The other one wasn't. So it could always be worse. We have to look at the positive. We wake up a lot of times, we're having a bad night, we're having a bad morning, but we're still up and going and doing. And we're able to go to the Lord, we're able to seek His strengths. So many times that we're just so lucky that we can go to the Lord, we can seek His peace. He can see us through. We always have that. That is something so special that we always have. We can always go to the Lord. He can always see us through. We talk about timing. You know, uh, we always have to fall on that constraint of, of the clock. You know, you always have to, to be somewhere at a certain time. You got to get to church on time. You got to get to work on time. You got to get to school on time. You got to get to your appointments on time. You know, the funny thing is, every time that we have to be somewhere on time, it seems like the person that we're going to is never on the time. You know, our doctor's appointment is supposed to start at a certain time, and yet we're sitting there and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And it's okay for them to be late, but not us. We're a, a slave to time sometimes because we have to be every a minute has to be accounted for during the work week, during the the day and, and different things. So we have to just count on every minute. But God, He just knows when the right time is. You know, we have to take in consideration about traffic. We have to look at weather conditions. So we a lot of times we'll leave early and we wind up showing up early so we don't show up late. But you know, God, he is never late and he's never early. He's always right on time. And he has the advantage of knowing every detail. He knows what the future is going to bring. So he knows exactly what that right timing is. And that he may have full plans to give you exactly what you want, but it may not be when you want it because his timing is better than our timing because he knows how to take whatever it is you need and multiply it and uh during a, a prayer session the other day he revealed this to me he said what's better to have a problem temporarily fixed, contained, you know, just a band-aid over it so we can move forward with it, or have it totally and completely eradicated. You know, we have these choices we make a lot of times or, or different things. What would you rather do? Would you rather have to, to deal with taking a medication every single day, or would you rather have your problem totally and completely gone? For example... And sometimes these situations can be just by timing. If it just stretches out a little bit longer, maybe that's all it takes for a new procedure to be developed. 
Maybe that's all it takes for you to be put in position with the right combination of people. Let's say you come into some money, but alone you really don't know what to do with it. But if you're presented with the right partner, how big could you grow the situation? How many people could you help? What all can you do? See, God knows these things. You might be looking to invest, but you have to wait a little bit for the right investment to come along. And God knows these things. And his timing will always be perfect. Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. You know, sometimes God is not giving you what you asked for because he has something different in mind. He has something better in mind. He has abundance to give. And I know in my own life, I've seen times that I've wanted something really bad and you try to obtain it and it just... Every time, every loop you go through, it it falls through. It just doesn't take place. And then, a little bit down the road, with very little effort, with very little struggle, you'll not only get the thing that you want, but you'll get a better version of it, a newer version, a, a better version. And that's by God's design. See, because when we're content with where we're at, we don't worry about these little disappointments. We can brush them off. We can say, better luck next time. And then give God the opportunity to make something bigger and better happen in our lives. And then how many times, too, when we've wanted something? You know, we see something, and we think that's the greatest thing ever. And then we start to study it and look at it, and we, we want it so bad. And then we don't get to get it. Circumstances prevent us from that coming to light. We don't get it. How many times was that a blessing? Did we see, well, that wouldn't have worked out too good. Or that wasn't as good as I thought it was. Or it is something that you've lost interest in. You know, we're a very impulsive people, species, humans are. Because we see something and we're all lit up about it. But when we really take the time to study upon it and have it set aside for a little bit, then we realize that that's really impractical. That's really serving no good purpose. That we really don't need it and we probably won't enjoy it. How we rack up billions of debt every year. We do things that seem good at the time, but then it's not. But yet we have this thing now that we're, we're use, we don't use, it's worthless to us, but yet we're still going to have to pay for it because of our, our impulses. God knows these things and he's directing our steps If we seek him, if we ask for it, 
See, because so many times we get blinded by what we want. We're not really seeking God in it. We're wanting to manipulate the narrative to make it work for us. Or we go back to all the, the tactics we use when we're talking to God, how we want to negotiate with Him, we want to beg Him, we want to do all these things to try to get what we want instead of letting God give us what He already has set aside for us. I want to see this building full. I want to see souls saved. And in the beginning, it was very, very discouraging to see all the empty seats, to see that when people don't stay, when see when, when things are just not working out the way I envisioned. But through that, I've, I've changed my thinking because now I'm appreciative to what we do have, that I have someone standing out in front of me that I can talk to. And even at that, if I just have the opportunity that I can ever can record God's word, if just one person, one more person besides me hears it, I'm happy. And you know what? If that one person's not even there, I'm happy that I had the opportunity to put it together, to get into God's word because I get something out of it. Any time that we can get into God's word as a group individually, that is good. That is positive. These are things that we can take out and we can use in our lives. It's so easy to get down and get discouraged. But we don't have to do that. We can look at the positive. We can know that God is going to help us. And we've talked about for about three hours worth of information here of how we, how we, not God, but us, can really fall away from our prayer life and how we can really be making mistakes about not getting our prayers answered. I said in the beginning that it's easy as we talk about it, as we say it, but in actuality, it's a challenge. I find one of my biggest struggles is in the mind because we pray and we ask and then that little thought bubble comes up. You can almost see it's like a little cartoon. You can see the little dot, 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 dot. And that little cloud comes up and it'll be, well, what about this? Well, what about that? It's those little whispers in your ear. Well, what about, what about all these scenarios? My wife and I are, are different in a lot of ways. And she is a, a little ADD. And she's always thinking way ahead. Where I'm more concerned about step one, she's already looking at step ten. And we can get in so much trouble because of all the things that can happen between step one and ten. And we don't even know... How many times two through nine are going to change as we go through? Are we going to need to stay on this path? Are we going to need to take a different one? And that we all do that from time to time. We're sitting here. We're running and planning scenarios in our mind of events that may not even take place. 
We think about the past. We think about the mistakes we've made, the things we've done in the past, and we have regrets, and we get bogged down with that. Well, those are things we cannot change or do anything about. Point being is, we spend a lot of time worrying about the future and the past when we should be concerned about the right now. We don't need to worry about getting up and walking out the door till we pull on our pants and shoes. And sometimes that can be a challenge in my house because shoes seem to go missing. So we have to worry about one problem at a time. And we're asking God to deal with step 10 when we haven't even started step one. And he wants us to be content at step zero before we start the process where we're at right now. And he wants us to to grow. He wants us to be better. He wants us to have faith. And those things are not easy, especially when we're letting the world, we're letting Satan dictate how we should be and what we should do. So what should we take from all this? Troubleshooting. So when we, we ask our prayers, first of all, we should start with a strong foundation. We should know that we are covered by the blood of Jesus. We should know beyond a shadow of a doubt that our souls are saved, that we are forgiven, And then our prayers are heard. We should know. And that word, know, take that seriously. Know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that God can do what He says He can do, that He still does it. That His power is not limited by the things of this world. He doesn't respond to things like impossible. He doesn't respond to things like terminal. He doesn't respond to things like incurable. He doesn't put up with poverty. He doesn't do lack. He doesn't do not enough. God is yes. God is amen. God is abundance. God is love. God is peace. We have to know what his will is. We can't be milly-nilly going in and saying, well, if you want to, if it's your will, we have to be certain. Yes, God. This is what I need. And I know it's your will because your word tells us to. There's no question about it. It's a confidence. When you go to a friend, when you go to your spouse, and you ask them for something, do you have a confidence that they're going to do what you've asked of them? The answer should be yes, because we've had that past experience. We have that connection, that bond. It should be the same thing with God. When we go to God and ask Him for something, there should be a confidence that it will be done. No doubts.
So then we wait. Sometimes we just wait because we're waiting for the right timing. But as we do, are we being obedient? Are we being happy where we are right now? Are we being good with what we've been presented? And if we get to all these things, we still have to stay in confidence. We have to stay in faith. Because maybe the timing is just not right yet. We don't know where all things have to line up. Maybe God's got something better for us, and we have to wait for that to transpire. We don't have all the answers, but God does. And don't go to Him begging and pleading and complaining. We can go, we can ask Him, Lord, restore my faith as I'm waiting. Lord, please give me your peace while I'm waiting. And praise Him. Thank you that you're doing this for me. Thank you that you're doing this for me. Don't back up. So many times as we're waiting, this is the hard part. We're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting, and we feel like, well, maybe we need to do it. So we ask again, and we ask again, and we ask again. What we're doing is we're setting the clock back. Every time we ask again, it's saying, God, I don't believe that you heard me, so I'm having to ask again. And then we're starting the whole process over. We ask and we receive. We don't ask and then we beg. We don't ask and then we ask again. We don't ask and then we plead. We don't ask and then we try to cut a deal. We ask and we receive. Now sometimes we don't know what the distance is between those two things. That's where we have to stay strong in our faith. That's where we have to stay strong in our, our peace. That's where we have to Rely on the word, rely on our past experiences, rely on each other. You know, when they, uh, we talked about last week about confessing one another, you know, here's a real good one. Hey, friend, I'm struggling this week. I'm struggling with my faith because I've asked God for this thing and I haven't seen any evidence of his manifesting yet. But I know that God is good. I know God answers prayers, but would you please pray for me? Would you please help me because of my weak faith? You know, there's something we never hear anybody say. My faith is weak. But yet we all suffer from it more often than not. You know, we always expect to hear the big things. We want to hear the big gossip. But what about the little things that plague us day to day? What about... Hello, congregation, I'm a sinner. I had doubt this week. Hello, congregation, I'm a sinner. I had fear this week. Hello, congregation, I'm a sinner. I doubted if God was really hearing me. Hello, congregation, I'm a sinner. I doubted God's love. My circumstances became too much for me. I let the thoughts enter my head and I failed to seize them and take control of them. You know, these things are true for me and I'm sure they're true for each and every one of us here today. Those are the kind of things that we need help with. Those are the kind of things we can help each other with. To come together, build faith. 